This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 152 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to dive into your top brand sponsorship questions and make sure that we get everything answered for you. Now, this is going to be a little bit different because it's going to kind of be like rapid fire. I'm going to ask the question that I know that you all have, and I'm going to answer it right here for you. Now, what I want you to make sure that you do is that I want you to make sure you pop over to the show notes. It is linked in your player if you're listening to it on the podcast, Apple, if you're listening to it on Spotify. It's going to be linked there so that you can pop over and make sure you grab these questions and answers. We put them into a document for you so that you can have them just on the side, save them into your computer as a document so that anytime these questions come up, you can refer back to them. This is not something where, oh my goodness, yes, I just got, I was in the, having conversation with a brand and they asked me all of these questions. That's not what this is. This is troubleshooting so that if a question comes up, it's going to be something that comes up six months from now. So make sure that you grab this PDF while it's on your mind, jump over to the show notes and make sure that you grab it. All right. So we are going to dive right into this and just rapid fire. I'm going to go through a couple different questions that I know you are burning when it comes to brand sponsorships. So The very first question that I know people always want to know is the answer to when am I big enough? And here's the short and sweet answer. If you have an audience that is engaged with you, then you are ready to pitch brains. If your audience is only your mom, your sister, and your best friend, you are not ready to pitch brands. You need to be able to articulate what your audience can offer and how your audience is the perfect fit for the brand that you're working with. You always want to keep in mind that when you're doing a brand sponsorship, it's not about you, it's about your audience. So if you can tell me who your audience is, what they're coming to you for, and as much information as possible about them, then you're ready to work with the brand and talk about a product that you know you is in love that you're probably already talking about already, but let's get paid for it. Okay, so now we dive into the piece about having to create a pitch letter. Now, when you send that pitch letter, if you haven't grabbed my pitch checklist, make sure that you hop over and get that. Again, that's gonna be linked in the show notes, but many of you already have that. So in the pitch checklist, it walks you through my swipe copy for an initial pitch. And in the initial pitch, I tell you that your call to action is to tell them, I'd love to send you my media kit and a proposal for your review. Now, what I want you to do is that if they come back and they say, sure, send me your media kit, you're also going to send your proposal. They are expecting your rates to be on your media kit, which is why we are sending a proposal. The next question that always comes up is pricing on my proposal. Should I be telling them that I do a blog post for 500 and a social share on Instagram for 100? No. Your proposal should be a package price. It is what they're going to get for everything and the whole price that that is going to cost them. You never want to tell them that you charge 500 for this, 100 for that, 50 bucks for this, 100 for this, so that they have to end up doing the math. 
they're going to pick and choose. The other piece of this when it comes to a proposal is that if it is your first time working with this brand, in other words, you don't have a relationship with them in the past, you've never done sponsored content for them in the past, you are going to pitch for one blog post with regular social shares and something out of the box. Now, if you're not familiar with out of the box, you're going to want to get into Pitch Perfect Pro, which is my signature course that I am best known for, where I talk about the idea of putting together a proposal that includes this out of the box idea. But the emphasis that I really want to place on this is that you are not pitching out of the gate, never having worked with them for three blog posts, multiple social shares, this brand ambassadorship that lasts six months. They are not going to go for that. The reason behind that is you have to be able to prove your worth to them. They want to know that they are going to get their return on investment. And the only way to show that is to work with them once and then repitch to work with them for longer time. So when you're putting together your proposal, you're not giving them different packages. You're not tiering your proposal, giving them multiple options. Give them one option for a package price that includes multiple deliverables like we talked about, blog posts, social shares, and out-of-the-box idea, okay? One of the other questions that always has a tendency to come up is a brand will ask for rights or for the content or to the images that you are creating. And a lot of times I have food bloggers or home decor bloggers that do their own photography that that photography is magazine book worthy. So of course the brand wants it. But if they are asking for rights, your price should not be the same. When they ask for rights, typically you want to double your rate in order for the brand to receive full rights. If a brand is looking to purchase rights to an image, you can always use Getty Images Calculator. So if you Google Getty Images, it'll come up and it kind of tells you ways in which to price that photographers typically price their things. So make sure you are checking your contracts to make sure that it doesn't say anything about rights. If it does, your prices have to increase for that. They should not be getting the rights to your photos without you getting paid for that. When you give rights, you are giving them the right to be able to use that image any way in which they want to. They could put it up on a billboard. They could use it for their packaging. They could put it in a magazine and not give you the proper stating that it's yours. They could say that it's theirs. So make sure that you are charging for rights and check your contract. The next question that always comes up, of course, after that, since we're talking about contracts, is providing a contract. Who provides it? How do I get it? Here's what I'm going to tell you. You absolutely need to have a contract in place. Sometimes the brands will give you a contract. And that's where you want to make sure you're reading through and checking for rights and all this kind of exclusivity, all those pieces that can often get put into a contract that you should be charging extra for. Now, if they don't offer a contract and they're just going back and forth via email, your emails back and forth will not stand up in court. You need to have a contract. If you go to the show notes, I'm going to link to a contract that I actually use. It's a template. I'm not giving you it because I am not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. You need to have a contract that's created by a lawyer. Luckily, there are fabulous people like Danielle List, who is who I'm linking to, that is going to provide you with a template that you can use for 
all of the different brands that you work with. Once you have purchased the template, you get the rights to the template, you can use it multiple times. So I'm going to give that that's in the show notes as well. And I'm also giving you with that a 20% off code that's going to be there. So make sure if you don't have a contract, you don't have a template, you need a contract template, hop over and make sure that you grab that. Okay. Um, another question that routinely comes up is that a brand wants to work in exchange for product. What do I do? So when it comes to working in exchange for product, I am not going to tell you that you absolutely should not do that. And I know there are some that are listening to this. They're probably rolling their eyes and saying, you're hurting my bottom line by telling people they should work in exchange for product. Here's the thing. I'm not hurting your bottom line and neither is anyone else. Okay. When it comes to working in exchange for product, you need to determine if that product is worth it to you and your business, because that's what you have to remember. This is a business. You are running a business. The brand is paying you for your influence, for what you can provide for, for them. So if they are offering you product in exchange for that, is that valuable to you? And if you can answer yes, then do it. But if they are saying to you, I'd love for you to do a blog post, social shares, and a video um, for a bag of granola that costs five bucks, I'm going to tell you it's not worth it. I'm going to tell you I want you to actually go back to them and instead give them my renegotiation script. So that's also going to be linked to in the show notes. But the renegotiation script, what I'm going to be is you tell them why that rare product is actually the perfect fit for you, right? Talk about your brand and your audience because that's what they care about. And then you're going to tell them in order to keep the integrity of my site to my readers and any previous brands I've worked with, I only work on compensated content. That's it. It's straightforward. It's there. They're, you're letting them know that you're looking to get paid because you're treating this like a professional, like a business. And when you do that, they will respect that. If they don't, they're not the right brand for you anyways. It's not worth your time for, five bag, for a $5 bag of granola. Now, if you're at a stage where you're like, wait a second though, Jenny, I'm really not that big yet. I haven't worked with any brands yet. How am I going to actually get my foot in the door? I want to maybe do a case study, which is brilliant, by the way. Maybe instead of doing a blog post, social stairs, and an out-of-the-box idea where it's this big, long piece of content that you have to create, and it's a lot of work, let's do a bag of granola in exchange for one Instagram story where you're going to make sure that you tag the brand and you're going to talk to your audience about it, getting them interested in that product. Because what you ultimately would like to happen is to show that brand through the story that your audience is really interested in their product and would be the perfect audience for it. So you want to start having that engagement so that you can use it like a case study and be able to say to the brands, I had 50 people that had never even heard of it and they absolutely were interested in it. Now you have that data to be able to go back to them and say, let me put together a blog post. Let me put this together. I'll send you over a proposal and we can talk about how we can continue to work together because I know that your product is a perfect fit for my audience and the data shows that. It is all about the data. You have to be able to show them their ROI, their return on investment. You got to be able to show them that if they put money into your being a sponsor, sponsoring you to write content for them, that it's going to increase the awareness to their brand. That's what brand sponsorships are about. It's about increasing the awareness to the brand so that your audience knows more and more about it. 
Okay. Um, Another question that usually will come up is because many of you have heard me talk about how I love to use Instagram stories to start to develop a relationship with a brand. So the question becomes, how do I go from engaging with the brand on Instagram stories to then asking them for the email? Well, first of all, you can't simply go into your shopping, wherever you go, go for grocery shopping. And let's say, for example, Whole Foods. You pick up a brand and take a quick, cute picture of you holding it up, talking, and you just say on it, um, this is what dinner is going to be tonight. And you tag the brand. And then the brand comes back and gives you a little heart. After that heart, this day in age, you cannot come out to them and be like, okay, love the contact information for the person on your team that works on blogger and influencer campaigns. That is what you're going to ask, but you can't ask that yet. You have to continue to develop the relationship. It's going to take more than one Instagram story. This is especially true if you are looking to work with a national company that is very large. I had a recent conversation with Ty Kilgore, who um, does, Cami uh, is part of Everything Food Conference. He has an SEO course. And we were having a conversation just about this and about how you can't turn around and just say, okay, it's payday now. It's like dating when you start to work with a brand, when you start reaching out to them. You didn't marry your husband after the first date. And it's the same thing with the brands. You have to build that relationship. And when it comes to those bigger brands, Ty actually gave the example of a Vitamix. How would I go about approaching a Vitamix in order to get their contact information to talk? Here's the thing. A Vitamix, every food blogger and their mother wants a Vitamix. So they have lots of people coming to them. You are going to need to stand out. You are going to need to develop that relationship. Another great example is Lowe's. I routinely hear from my DIY home decor bloggers, I want to work with Lowe's. That's great. And that's a great goal to reach for, but you're going to have to put in the effort and put in the time. That is not going to be a I'm going to do an Instagram story and the next day we're going to be working together. No, you're going to have to date Lowe's and continuously tag them in your stories. You probably are going to Lowe's anyways. And if that's where you shop over Home Depot, why not talk about that with your audience? They want to work with influencers that show that they actually value that brand that they are going to be loyal to it, that they're not going to turn around and talk about Lowe's one day and then talk about Home Depot the next. You have to be able to be clear on who the brands are that you want to work with. And if they are bigger national brands, you're going to need to be willing to put in the work. One of the examples I actually gave when I was talking to Ty the other day is that Jenna Kutcher talks about Aerie and the relationship that she built with them. She clearly states in one of her podcast episodes that that airy relationship that she is now like a spokesperson for took three years to build. She would tag them and she would do this for them and she would do that. And none of this, it wasn't because that she was getting paid for it or that she was getting anything in exchange for it. It was because she believed in their brand. She believed in their messaging. She believed in what they were trying to put forth with their overall brand identity. And because of that, she wanted that relationship with them because she knew it was a perfect fit for her because she believed in it. So she knew her people were would. You need to be doing the same. You need to be thinking the same about your brands. Now, when you're looking at this, 
You want to take a look and see who you have in your home. Who are the brands that are on your pantry, um, in your pantry, um, in your makeup kit, whatever your niche is. You want to be able to find those. And those are the ones that you want to start with. Those are the brands that you want to work with. The thing to remember with this is that when you are pitching a brand, and this is one of the top questions I get asked as well, is when I'm pitching a brand, am I pitching the actual brands or who am I talking to here? The majority of the time, you're talking to a PR agent. You're talking to someone else, like another company, a PR company that is doing the marketing for that brand. So keeping that in mind, if that marketing company represents brands that would make be a good fit for you in other ways, they're going to come to you over someone else if you deliver. So always keep that in mind. It is so important that when you start wanting to work with brands, you have to be thinking about yourself as a business and be professional because that that's going to get passed on. People are going to know who you are and it can work both ways. People will know if you can't deliver and you're always late on your content or if you over deliver and are awesome and make sure that all the data is there for them and you're worth the amount of money that they're paying you. So keep that in mind. Now, one of the big things is I get asked is I haven't heard back on my pitch. I sent up um, in, in my initial pitch and no one's replying back to me. And I always go back and ask, okay, how many pitches have you sent? And the typical answer for someone that's coming in or someone that's asking me this question is normally about they've sent five. They've sent five emails. They sent them one time. And they're frustrated because no one, they haven't heard back from any of them. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, you want to continue to follow up until your head is like ready to fall off. I'm not kidding with this. You have to follow up. Think about how busy your inbox is. Their inbox is 10 times busier. Okay. So you have to continue to follow up with them and make sure that you are in the forefront of their mind when it comes to your initial pitch. This is also true for your proposal. If they come back to you and send, sure, send me over your media kit and proposal, and they almost do it automatically, and then you send over the proposal and you don't hear anything and it's crickets, it's not because your prices are too high or you suck. That's not it. It's because they got busy. It got lost. It, it They opened it and they got distracted. Or they didn't open it because they were on vacation. Follow up with them. Be professional about it and continue to follow up. So now the next question that always comes with this then is, how do I know if they're opening the email? Well, you want to have a tracker on your Gmail. You're not putting this in ConvertKit or MailChimp. When you email a brand, you should be doing it from your like branded email. So in other words, if I were to email, it would be from Jenny at JennyMelrose.com. Or when it was the Melrose family, it was Jenny at the MelroseFamily.com. And I use it through Gmail. If you are still using like a Yahoo or I don't even know what else is out there anymore, just go over to Gmail. It's so much easier. It integrates with everything. And then you can have all your documents, all your files and everything in one place. Then once you're inside Gmail, you want to download a Chrome extension called Streak. It's S-T-R-E-A-K. And it's a Chrome extension that once you download it onto your computer, when you open Gmail, it's going to be inside Gmail so that when you send an email now, you're going to be able to tell how many times someone has opened your email, how many times 
they have forwarded or passed it on or reply anything. You're going to see a lot of information here, which is really important because if you're sending an email and it's not getting opened, well, you don't have the right email address then, or your subject line isn't strong enough. So I know what your next question is, and we're going to end with this being our last question. But what is my subject line, right? How do I stand out? How do I get them to open it? You want your subject line to be something that makes you unique. What makes you stand out? Why are you different? Are you a homeschooling mom of nine kids that does budgeting? Are you a certified um, register or not certified, a registered dietitian that um, whose specialty is on uh, an eating disorder in athletes. You want that to be part of your subject line and then say collaboration or partnership to go along with it. You want, or let's say, for example, you have a really strong Instagram story presence and your engagement is 22% on your Instagram stories. That's what your subject line should be. Instagram story influencer with 22% engagement collaboration. Put what makes you different, what makes you unique, what is going to make them want to go, oh, I want to open this email. I want to see what this homeschooling mom of nine kids can help me with. Those are the things that you want to keep in mind when it comes to your subject lines. Now, I know we went through a ton of different questions. I'm sure you're going, wait a second, wait, wait, I got to write this down. Don't try to write it down pop over to the show notes and download the PDF that I have for you that has these questions with its answers right there so that you can save it to your files, you can download it to your computer, print it out, keep it on your wherever you're going to keep it, clipboard, whatever. You want to make sure that you have this because what's going to happen is this isn't going to, all these questions aren't going to arise the same day. They're going to come up over time. These are questions that have come from my Pitch Perfect Pro students. They have come from my Mastering Your Influence members. So you want to make sure that you are holding on to these questions. They're going to be really vital. Now, if you found this episode helpful in being able to have rapid fire questions answered, I would love to know. And so in order to know that, tag me at Jenny underscore Melrose on Instagram. You can pop this episode into your stories, take a screenshot of it and tag me saying you loved it. Or you can even just send me a DM. Go to your DMs, search at Jenny underscore Melrose, and send me a DM letting me know that, yep, this is exactly what I need. And then I'm going to ask you, what are some more questions that you have? I want to answer your questions that you guys have. Now, sometimes it's really helpful for me to do rapid fire like this. And if you are following me on Instagram, you know that I recently asked this question in my stories. Give me all the questions you have about brand sponsorships. That's where these are coming from. So make sure that you are following me on Instagram stories. I'm giving answers over there. I'm constantly looking for your feedback and really trying to understand what you guys need the most help with. I appreciate you all so much for taking the time to listen in. Make sure if you haven't already taken the time to hop over to the show notes to grab the download that is included in this, that you make sure that you do that. I'm telling you, you're going to want this. I would also love it if you would subscribe. If you listen to the little purple guy that's on your Apple iPhone, that is iTunes. That's where you are listening. That's your podcasting app. If you make sure you subscribe so that every time a new episode comes out, you are the first to know, but I would so appreciate it if you guys would leave a review. Just scroll down to the end of the episodes and you're going to see that there's going to be stars there. 
hit how many stars, and then it says write a review and leave me a review. When you write the review, make sure you leave me your Instagram handle. I want to be able to send you a personal message. And if you've done this before, which I know so many of you have, and I'm so, so very grateful, but I want to be able to send that message to you. All right, you guys, until next time, I will see you all then. 